Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA and one does not. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I also love YA. And I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist, and I am present here, <laughs> ready, ready you to talk. You could not see me, but I did a very hard eye roll. That <laughs> makes your eyes are still in your head. Well, I finally started reading The Ballad of Never After by Stephanie Garber, which yeah. is book two of the Once Upon a Broken Heart series. You may remember we read it last year. And that and sent you on it. that quest to read all the yep. books. Yep. But <laughs> it takes you back to the world of Caraval and the magnificent North. And I'm hoping to figure out soon about the outcome of the cliffhanger from book one, but I have barely gotten into it. But I'm looking forward to it. I don't. What was the cliffhanger from book one? The poisoning of Apollo and... Oh, who who did it? Well, I oh, mean... he's dead. I don't remember. Oh, God. Is he dead? <laughs> is he not dead? Like, basically... Clearly, I'm going yeah, to have does to Does she go have back. feelings for Jack or Apollo? And who's she going to end up with? Both. Oh, my gosh. Are you spoiling it? No. No, I wasn't. I haven't read Ballad of Never After. I was just... Well, making... I thought you had said you were reading it... Yeah. One of the previous episodes. I know, but I had to put it down to read okay. other books for this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that was just my, my automatic response to uh, Love Triangle uh, uh, answers. Just both. <laughs> yeah, that's messy. Well, is anybody else <laughs> reading anything they can talk about? I'm reading one that is not out yet. I have a um, galley proof that I picked up at a um, young adult literature conference we went to earlier uh, last year. And anyway, this one's called Three Drops of Blood by Gretchen McNeil. She wrote the hashtag murder trending series, if anyone's familiar with that. I've only just begun this, so I really shouldn't speak to about it. <laughs> because I can't intelligently. But anyway, it's about a girl named Kate who her best friend takes her on an audition and she ends up um, landing the part on a television show on Netflix and she decides while she's on the recording the first season of that show that maybe acting is her thing and that she doesn't want to go to college, much to her parents' dismay. Uh, but then her show kind of blows up due to social media scandals. <gasps> Yeah, so then she goes uh, to work at a law firm so she can, you know, kind of prove to her parents she can take care of herself. And while she's there, she sees some sort of illicit relationship between one of the uh, women who works there and her assistant. And then it ends up with somebody getting murdered. So That's murder a lot. <laughs> and intrigue and acting and all that kind of stuff. And three drops of blood. Three drops of blood. There's a lot happening in that book. Yeah. Yeah. I also picked that one up because, yeah, it sounded yeah. really good. <laughs> so I don't know when this comes out. March. March. It says on the spine. Oh. Sure enough. March 23rd, Watch for Three Drops of Blood by Gretchen McNeil. I could see it when you were, like, holding it. <laughs> <laughs> A magic. She just knows the release dates of all the <laughs> she books. She's committed to memory. <laughs> all YA books. That would be very impressive. And pretty useless, I have to say. <laughs> Depends on where you work, I guess. Yeah. It'd probably be pretty... Maybe if you were working for a publishing house, yeah. but it's really just a Google away, so... 
thing. <laughs> Look at her just belittling. <laughs> she's belittling your my skills. Abilities. Yeah. Actually, no, that's that's a good superpower for you, Catherine. <laughs> I don't know if I believe her. Rude. I'd pick flight or something first, but whatever, you go with that one. You should maybe look into being in cataloging, though, because that seems like a very specific cataloging. She does like materials. That's true. She has dreams of materials, I've heard. (laughs) I don't have dreams of materials. (laughs) I can see myself liking it, but yeah. That just makes it sound like she likes things. Materials. If no. you don't know what materials is, <laughs> that's okay. just really so for like non-library <laughs> affiliated persons. Materials is the department at the library that gets all the new stuff in and decides what we're going to order and how much we're going to order, and puts all the fun labels on it and sends it out to the branches so that you can check it out. Yep, takes a lot of organizational skills and also being able to pick what people will be interested in. I forget sometimes, since I'm sitting in a room full of library people, that maybe not everybody knows what these things are. (laughs) I'm here to enlighten you. Are we the only people who listen to this? I don't Mm, know. Where's that cricket sound effect? (laughs) Oh, I have also just started a book. (laughs) Can't really talk a lot about it, but um, I'm enjoying what I have read so far. I'm reading The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea by Axia O. Oh. And it is a, um, I'm not sure if it's a retelling or if it's just inspired by a Korean folktale about, a, it's about a girl who deadly storms have ravaged her island and her homeland. And um, there's this sea god that has to be appeased. Um, that they try by throwing a maiden into the sea every year to serve as his bride, and hopefully they'll they'll get the right one eventually. <laughs> Seems like not a great plan, but you know, <laughs> if you don't really have a plan, you might as well. And um, this girl, her name is Mina. Her older brother, um, his beloved, is picked to be the girl that they're gonna throw into the sea this year to be the sea god's wife and. Mina doesn't want that, so she's going to go ahead and just jump instead of her. And it goes from there. Everything that happens under under the sea in the spirit realm, which is, it's really interesting. Um, and this is the second, I read, um, I read another book that, that was, um, it wasn't Korean, but it, it might have been Chinese mythology that had dealt with the spirit realm. And the way that that is called Ghost Bride and the way the spirit world worked is really interesting. I like it. It's an, it's an interesting concept. Cool. So I'll see if that's good. I'll tell you next time if it's good because, like I said, I just started it. So. All right. I'm making a note of that. I'm enjoying it so far. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you about three drops of blood. Okay. She's not going to finish it. I am going to finish it. <laughs> no, I probably won't finish it. Just uh, <laughs> no, I have to. It's for a book club. <laughs> no, I'm trying to do better with finishing my books. It's one of my uh, one of my New Year's resolutions. Just to finish everything you start? Oh, not everything. Yeah, not everything. But if I enjoy it, why I have I to not finish, finish everything it? I start. Yeah. Some yeah. things do not deserve to be finished. It is very, very rare for me to not finish a book. 
I don't have enough time in my life to spend on books that I don't feel worth it. I feel worse not finishing it. <laughs> I feel like you've there's abandoned just something, it. <laughs> there, no, there's just some little thing in me that's like, nope, you started it. You will finish it. It might get better. Sometimes what if the last do. page is amazing? <laughs> I, I finished the dog one oh. that I talked about last time. And? I, I still liked it, but I will say this is, is not a book for everyone. Okay. Well, are you ready for today's topic? I think so. Bring it. Yes. Great. Brought to you courtesy <laughs> of Liz. I read this book. That's true. Yep. So we all read The Inheritance Games, which is a book filled with riddles, intrigue, and a teenage heiress caught in a world of wealth and privilege with danger around every turn. This one was recommended by my friend Liz, which Sarah just mentioned. And I will say I did thoroughly enjoy this one, so she was right. Yes, thank you, Liz. This was very good. <laughs> and I can't wait to read the rest of the series. It did end on a cliffhanger, so um, I imagine the series hater doesn't like that. Mm, we'll talk. And we'll probably have something to say about it, so yes. <laughs> but before we get too far into that, uh, what do you guys think of the cover? It's very intricate. I like it. I like it. It's like a nice green color, like... The title is in gold, but like kind of in a 3D, like it's popping out of the page. And then there's all kinds of little, I'm going to call them trinkets, but they're not really trinkets, but like little things on there that tie into different things of the book. But I guess those are roses. I was thinking it was like a hedge in my head because I, I do not have my copy right in front of me, but it is roses and like scroll work. It's like what you'd see in wood carving. Yeah, it says... The inheritance games in gold, and then there's like little banners across it that say, she came from nothing, they have everything, let the games begin. I will say, when this book came out in 2020, um, I, I did not read it, but it was one of the ones that covers grabbed me, and so it's been on my list since then because the cover was intriguing. Yeah, I think yep. it's a pretty cover. When but you look closely, like you were saying, you could see yeah, like a knife and a crown out. and... There's a knife, a crown, a glass ballerina. A key. And as you're reading it, piece. these things pop into the story and they do have some significance which I I always find that cool if a cover like fully ties into the book that it's the cover of like it's almost like the cover artist actually read the book right right <laughs> but it's not just like stock art yes basically yeah. slapped onto a book yes like where people are like this is close yeah <laughs> <laughs> You know, like the skateboard on the resolutions. It's got a girl in it. There's a girl on the cover. There's a girl with pink hair. This one works. Fine. What's the one we read that had a snake on the cover? And it was like, oh was, gosh. There was like a snake in like one insignificant scene in the whole Yeah, book. that was the Ghostwood song. Uh, yeah. I yeah. was like, oh, the only thing I could remember with the snake was Wicked Lovely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, here's the synopsis. <laughs> Avery Grams has a plan for a better future, survive high school with a scholarship and get out. But her fortunes change in an instant when billionaire Tobias Hawthorne dies and leaves Avery virtually his entire fortune. The catch? Avery has no idea why or even who Tobias Hawthorne is. To receive her inheritance, Avery must move into sprawling, secret passage-filled Hawthorne house, where every room bears the old man's touch and his love of puzzles, riddles, and codes. Unfortunately for Avery, Hawthorne House is also occupied by the family that Tobias Hawthorne has just dispossessed. This includes the four Hawthorne grandsons, dangerous, magnetic, brilliant boys who grew up with every expectation that one day they would inherit billions. 
Heir apparent Grayson Hawthorne is convinced that Avery must be a con woman, and he's determined to take her down. His brother, Jameson, views her as the grandfather's last hurrah, a twisted riddle, a puzzle to be solved. Caught in a world of wealth and privilege with danger around every turn, Avery will have to play the game herself just to survive. So it is book one of a series. It's followed by the Hawthorne Legacy, the final gambit, and the Brothers Hawthorne, which will be out in August of this year, which I'm excited about. So it's not just a trilogy, it is continuing. Um, from what I understand, the Brothers Hawthorne, like the 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 main story is wrapped up in the final gambit, and then the Brothers Hawthorne is extra. Well, good. So I only have to read two more books instead of three more books. I mean, I I will read the I will read the Brothers Hawthorne. I will read them all. Because I'm enjoying this. I was just looking in the front. This book won a lot of uh, awards or was nominated at least for a lot of awards. Many, many. And I believe it was a Georgia Peach Honor book. Okay, well, other than liking it, which I think most of us did, did you like it, Sarah? I don't know if you said. I didn't say. I, I will say that I did like it, despite the fact that it has two things that I hate about YA, which is, one, we have already alluded series. to. It's part of a giant series, so... I don't even think this is that giant. Well, we're up to book four. (laughs) And when was this one published? 2020. Right. So So that's a book a year. But that's pretty quick instead of like making you wait five years or so for a. It's it's the number of volumes that I'm committed to by picking this one up. Ah. And and it has an ornate orphan. And it has an orphan. (laughs) And several half orphans. (laughs) <laughs> it's a book and of half orphans. Another couple characters that are also orphans being raised by, like there are orphans all over this book. Orphans abound. <laughs> like, is there any teen character that's not an orphan in this book? I'm not sure. But I aside from that, I did actually enjoy this book. <laughs> okay. All right. What's not Emily's fair. sister's name? Rebecca. Okay. So Rebecca is not an orphan. She has both her parents and her grandparents. Oh, I thought her grandparents were raising her. No, she just visits the grandparents? Yes. Yeah. All right. My my fault. Her parents are just completely and absent from this book Yeah, they just entirely. don't make any appearances. Yeah. Thea also has parents. It's just only the side characters are non-orphans. Okay. I guess. Oh, okay. Again, none of their parents are ever seen, so I can forgive you for it's, thinking that they are orphans. Orphan-like people (laughs) these teenagers are very sophisticated but i'm just chalking that up to the fact that they have billions of Of dollars dollars. yeah (laughs) and i wouldn't say all of them are i think that just really grayson is and that's part of his personality oh no or you mean thea or who are you talking about all of them they're all way they're all much more like yeah they have mannerisms are much older than Mm -hmm. I was at 17. <laughs> yeah, I could see what, yeah. I could see what you mean. And experience. Like they have a lot more like worldly experience. It helps than when the you average have team. Billions of dollars and your grandfather makes you choose a hobby every year. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that was weird. We can talk about that. <laughs> I think everything about Tobias Hawthorne was weird. I do. So this book is set in Texas. Which makes sense because Tobias Hawthorne is an oil, was an oil magnate. But for some reason, 
image and feeling of this book scream like either English Moors or Northeast. And the I was fact that say, I have like to New, e- New, New England. England and mm-hmm. every time I stop and remember it's in Texas, <laughs> I laughed a little bit. <laughs> it's just weird. I also <laughs> was thinking New England. And I mean, I read, I was reading the book. And then when I got to the part again, where they mentioned Texas, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like wait oh they're in texas that's right texas 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 the vast majority of the book takes place in the house so like you knowing what state they're in isn't that important but yeah i think she goes to school maybe like four days yeah (laughs) let's talk about this house it sounds pretty cool i want to live there i I just want to diagram of this house yeah. like i don't think you can draw one because it i don't think technically it could exist i want a house described. where like there's a whole wing that you basically have to like solve a riddle to get into it <laughs> i want a house that has room for a spa a bowling alley a theater like like a theater theater and then another movie theater because why would you have a screen that comes down over like you should have two and like multiple libraries multiple libraries and a bowling alley and like one a whole wing is just games and ga- like i just i'm like how and lots of secret passages big is this house i having i'm having trouble picturing one of the brothers said like he built a new wing basically every year every year and i'm like how big is this house? Big. And also why? It is in Texas. But run I by mean, a staff of four. <laughs> yes, I also have tra- I'm okay. like, this house must be the most dusty house on the face of the planet. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it does sound, though, like a cool place. I think that that's... Um, part of the fun of this book is imagining like oh. a place where there's you know, hidden panels and hidden staircases and secret rooms that only you know about and passages behind the walls and things like that. And like, can you That's imagine? That's definitely part like, of the appeal. I would love to have read when I was seven. I mean, I enjoyed it as a grown up, but like reading this as a teenager and you're reading about a girl who just all of a sudden inherits literal billions of dollars and an amazing <laughs> mansion and is given four hot boys. I was going to say. Only two of which she's interested in. But four hot boys. Don't forget also a garage full of, you know, fabulous oh, cars, cars and motorcycles. <laughs> like, a private plane, I believe, right? An NFL team. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> her own one? stylist and makeup artist that come and help her out. Like and Whatever she wants. Yeah. Like, she goes to an amazing school that sounds like, like, awesome so like i totally get and then you have this mystery and it's a and like i like that it's it's a fun mystery and like without giving too much away it's not particularly dangerous or scary there's some intense stuff but like nothing ever feels super super scary i guess it's just i i would have eaten this book up with a spoon (laughs) at 17 like I would want to be Avery. For sure. I will say, I I kind of called, I, I knew that whole mystery around uh, Tobias Hawthorne's son, who is presumed dead. 
Oh, but they never found a body. But they never found a body, right? But yeah, I totally yeah. called what happens with this. I'm not going to say anything yeah. other than that because I don't want to spoil it at all. But I, I didn't know exactly, but I, I knew when they introduced a certain character that that character was more significant than at first glance. Yeah, and then as soon as like with the will reading and whatever, yeah. I was like, uh, that. Yeah, and I also don't want to give away too much, but there is a will reading part where they give a share certain piece of information about these boys and when I read it I was like well that's going to have to be somehow be relevant because it's not the sort of thing that you would normally include in a book like this so anyway but I'll let you read it and see if you think so people right because there could be another twist I could be totally wrong I mean but based on how the book ends I'm pretty sure I'm right (laughs) I'm just gonna leave it there well, and then there's also, in addition to the real-life mystery, there's a mystery for the reader of um, which, if any, of these boys will Avery end up with, since she kind <laughs> of uh, has, like, low-key romantic situations with two of them. Anyway. I would say two. Kind of three. I was going to say kind of three. Kind of. And <laughs> that could be the surprise win. Right. I think so, too. I was like, okay, so yeah, clearly let we have to talk about these boys. Yeah. Did you have a favorite of the boys? I do, but uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Jameson is my favorite. <laughs> why? He's kind of the bad boy of the three. Yeah. And I don't know why. That's who I always like in these books and movies and that kind of thing. But I don't know. He has more depth, I think. But... Towards the end, you get more of Grayson. So Grayson is, I mean, he's up there. Okay. And then Xander, I, I really like Xander, but right now he seems like the like the nice boy. Like he's the nicest of the three. Like he's your safe one. But okay. I don't know. And it could totally change in book two. I yeah, know. he feels right now more like the, to me, feels more like a friend vibe. Yeah. But. But I also do like Nash. But Nash is older. Nash so is I, I kind of discounted him oh, from well, the. Uh, from her. And yeah. Also, and I really want Nash and the sister? Libby to end up together. Yeah. Not Nash and the. No. They kind of made it like he was flirting with the sister. So it would be weird if he was not interested. Like if Well, he, he's eight years older than. um avery so that would be weird yeah but as a character i really like nash like i like the guy who's like and i think he could take care of libby and i feel like she really needs a nice needs someone who could take care of her and he that seems to be what he really likes to do is Mm -hmm. to take care of people because he brings in people like in in need like he finds he collects people yeah he's a people he's a people collector just like that he's helping and brings them kind of right. into the house. So, like, there's several people working in the house that are considered Nash's people. Yes. And I also, actually, I really like all of the side characters a lot. Like, I liked Nan, the, the, the grandma. grandma, and mm-hmm. I really liked Oren, the security guard. I really liked him. I don't remember if there's a description of him, but as I was t- told Sarah earlier, that every time I read him, I picture the um guy that plays the elf in the rings of power the one that's like in the southlands the one that's Mm -hmm. in love with the human that's that's who i picture and i don't know why i picture him but that's who i'm picturing when i I read this book 
I think he's older than that, but yeah. But yeah, I thought he was older than that as well, but maybe not. Maybe I'm just picturing him old, but I didn't picture him old. I, I did. And huh. I, I knew Like there was, older than that, you know. Okay. Like old enough to be her dad. I knew Thea was going to be is, your, That is old enough to be her dad. That guy is oh. like... <laughs> he's definitely not like a... Love interest. Wait, oh, are no. you saying the elf guy is old enough to be your dad? Yes. Yeah, yeah he is. Yes. How old is he? I would guess. I, and 30s? I mean human years, 30s? not elf years. <laughs> well, I would guess he was thirty. The actor is, I think, thirties. Old enough. He's thirty, and she's eighteen. It's not old enough to be her dad, I think y'all. Thirties. I said thirties. I didn't say he was thirty. All right. I still think that's pushing <laughs> it. Now I'm gonna look it up and find out. <laughs> this is called Patty Google's it. Well, if he's 38, it would work okay. I mean, it would work. It would work okay way before that. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I mean, biologically, <laughs> is it possible? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he's 36. Ha-ha. So if he Ha-ha. was... <laughs> he could have had her when he was 19. Is yes. that what you're saying? Which is... <laughs> 100% feasible. All I was trying to say is, I picture the dude older. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that was a weird tangent to go off on. Yeah. <laughs> so who's your favorite brother, Patty? I don't know. I like... I really enjoy all four of them. I think they're interesting, fun characters. I think for Avery... I we like it. I think Jameson is going to be end game. That's the one that's really pushing her towards, and that would make more sense. Like, like I think she likes like Grayson is you know attractive and stuff, but I think Jameson would really be the better fit for her. And like I, I can't. Hmm. And like the whole thing with with Grayson. Without going into too much giveaway, there is another girl named Emily, and there is some stuff, and he still got damage from that, and like he's he's not in a place that he needs to date anybody. I think they both a black man, forties, forties. He's black, and he's thirty six, and he could be forty. Yeah. Okay. He could play him in the movie. I think he could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she is really set on this. If um, I was casting it, I wouldn't call him back. <laughs> I definitely would because he's got appeal. I agree. <laughs> yes. But I don't think that character's supposed to be sexy. Warren? You are clearly very upset because you keep slamming that book down, <laughs> right? And I'm like, look, let me have my side character that I'm in love with and I'm going to read fan fiction about, okay? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I cut you off talking about your favorite brother. I don't even remember what I said. Oh, they're all damaged. Go with this. Go with Xander. <laughs> Take the undamaged one. <laughs> He seems the most, Xander seems the most uh, realistic, so, maybe. Is Xander your favorite? No, I like Grayson. I like Xander because he plays with robots and blows things up, and that appeals to me. <laughs> I like Jameson. I like, like I said, I like all of them. 
I thought he was the most interesting. He had a lot of different things going on. I just I want all of them to be happy. They all need they all need someone by the end. <laughs> you want everybody to be paired off. I mean, sure, if that's what they want. I don't want them to have something that they don't want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> dear Jennifer Lynn Barnes, <laughs> please give them real love. Even though they themselves are fictional characters. But only if they want real love. <laughs> only if that's what's best for them. <laughs> you know them best. You created them. <laughs> okay, so I do have a question for each of you. The overall mystery and like, did you enjoy the mystery part of this book. We kind of touched a little bit on the romance. Let's talk about the mystery. I did. I'm trying to think. I mean, I did like it. There were parts of it where I wish it was a little more fast-paced a little bit. Like, it took a long time to get some of the information, really, is what it is. And, I mean, it. I guess it was fast-paced because I feel like the book really only took place over, like, a week or something. I mean, she really, when I say she only goes to school like four times, I mean, she really does only go to school like yeah. four days. And then that week she manages to fall for two boys well, and yeah. alienate her best friend. Raging hormones. <laughs> but they also seem, I'm like, they're not uninterested in her either. And I'm like, is she like that amazing that they're like, okay, this, this yeah, girl. Yeah, because as soon as she like solves their first little well, she puzzle. She has their money. <laughs> I think they did like that That's she solved true. their puzzle right away. That's true. That was very appealing. Faster than they did. Right. She's not she's not dumb. I okay. I, I oh go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You do it. No, I was just gonna say, I really want to know what the secret is that her mother had. Yes. <laughs> I have a secret about the day you were born. We still don't know. And that is not a spoiler because you learn that like fairly quickly in the book. I um I liked the mystery of this overall. I think there were a few mysteries going on that sort of overlap. Yes. Um, there was a reveal at the end that I won't get into that I thought was like, that's pretty far-fetched. I was hoping it was going to go in a different direction. But um, but it's still, it's still intriguing. I do want to know more, even though I don't like reading series. It did keep me reading. I did. At one point, I got a little frustrated. And I think it's along the lines of what you said, Catherine, with the fact that nobody actually answers questions with answers. They right. just answer with like either more questions or they answer things very cryptically. And I'm like, oh my God, would you just, just, just answer her question? So maybe, yeah, maybe that's, I, maybe parts of it were a little frustrating. <laughs> and maybe it was partly what Sarah said with the overlapping mysteries, like there were multiple like mysteries and riddles she's trying to solve at the same time where some of them you're like this one is clearly more important why aren't you focusing on this or like i don't know yeah. maybe that's what I mean, it was for me yeah there's the whole mystery she's got to figure out like how she's going to get this money and blah 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 and why she why she'd be put in the will and all this stuff and finding things and figuring out the puzzle that they get in clues and whatever but then there's the whole mystery of like what happened to emily that which is a side character that you'll find when that you read the, the book. That is the one I think and that that's the one me. that yeah, when she's like yeah. tell me about Emily and they just are like we're not going to talk about Emily. Well, what are you what? Or they that's just give an like answer. cryptic clues about <laughs> Emily and I'm like, "Oh my god, just say whatever happened to Emily." Yeah. And I'm not going to say that one was dumb, but I no. feel like I don't know. 
I mean, it, it kind of let me down that whole. It set end everything of that mystery. I was up. expecting something more. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it was less interesting than some, yeah. than the other aspects of the story, and I do see why you'd be frustrated with their, like, I don't know in the end. Oh, I guess I understand why they wouldn't talk about it, but still, that's very New England waspy I, stiff upper lip. I'm not going to talk about my I feelings. Think that's though. the part that I'm like is dumb because I'm like I don't understand why nobody will tell her. But I also don't understand why she doesn't just look it up. Yeah. <laughs> she did try. She did try. Okay. Because there's a time. It did take her a while to actually find out who Emily, like yeah, what her last, last name was. And so when she I did, as soon as harder. she did, she Googled her. Yeah. And there wasn't anything. But I was anything. still like, gosh. But I think I would have asked my um, incredibly uh, enthusiastic and useful lawyer. Or even Oren. <laughs> Your super young, hot bodyguard, Oren. He's not super young and hot. <laughs> He's just hot. And an elf. I think age is relative. For a teenage reader, thirty six or whatever or That's how old forties. That's old. To a teenager. Yeah. We're ancient. Yeah. Oh, I mean, to <laughs> us, forties is You're not ancient. that old. I'm decrepit. <laughs> I'm the crypt keeper. <laughs> um no, I would have asked my lawyer, and I don't, like, I'm just, I don't understand, anyway. But, yes, I I clearly enjoyed it. I read it very quickly. I still want to know what the secret about the day she was born. I'm hoping has yeah. to do with anything. It has there. to be in there. And I'm hoping that ties back to the Hawthorne somehow, too. Was anybody else kind of annoyed by her sister? Yes. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to like you, but I don't. I kept waiting for her to turn out to be evil. I didn't think I she was going to be I would have fully like, expected that. I would have been like, okay, that was your purpose in this story. I kept waiting. So it was kind of a surprise that she's not, spoiler, she's not evil. I just kept waiting for her to be. <laughs> I just kind of felt like, you know, at the beginning it felt like she was going to be a bigger part. And then she sort of like a third not- of the way through the book maybe like just disappears off the page for a while. I admit, I would read the book that's Libby dealing with all of this because she is clearly off having her own story and like you get bits and pieces of it when she maybe there's more Libby later on but yeah and like I would read a book that was like this is all from Libby's perspective because I mean from her perspective she has taken in her half-sister yeah who they didn't grow up together so it's not like they had a relationship no and she's dating this abusive jerk and she knows he's abusive, but when you're in, it's hard when you're in an abusive relationship to get out of it. And all of a sudden, your sister inherits billions of dollars, and now you're living in a freaking gigantic mansion. Shopping for clothes and shoes. And like being told that you're a, a potential PR problem, and your dad is all of a sudden like back in your life trying to get to your sister and your boyfriend. She has a liability. She's a liability. And like, she's been told she's liability. Like, I think her story would be an interesting story to read because while it's not solving mysteries and being like, you know, attracted to two boys. (laughs) She kind of is attracted to two boys. Well, I don't think she's really attracted to the, Drake, the guy, the abusive jerk. I think she just is used to being with the abusive jerk and feels guilty about not being with the abusive jerk. 
I think she's definitely attracted to Nash. I don't know. I think there's probably still attraction there with Drake, but she knows he's a bad guy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I would read a book about her dealing with this, like the <laughs> where you just kind of occasionally see the Grayson and Jameson and Avery running around, and she's like, whatever, I've got to go deal with this yeah. other thing. But I felt like, at least for the... <sighs> For the majority of the book, Avery was taking more care of Libby than Libby was taking care of Avery. But then there is a point in the book where Libby makes a point of being like, I am your caretaker. Yes, yeah, and it does make me wonder if, because it's all from Avery's point of view, so yeah. we don't see everything Libby's doing. Yeah. So I do kind of wonder. And I also would like more on Avery's friend, Max, who just sort of gets I agree with that. Disappears. Like I feel like there's... I'm hoping she comes in and plays more a bigger role in the next couple of books. She disappears because her parents, basically. I know, but it, it just, I'm banned her from. I would like more information about that and like more, yeah. more with that. So I'm hopeful in the next couple of books, we get more, more of those, those characters. And I know Sarah would hate this, but I feel like maybe sometime we should talk about a whole series. <laughs> God, because you're killing me. I feel what? like this the way we're talking right now, we can really only talk about book one. So we're all yeah, we're making we're speculation. Like, we don't know. We don't it's know. Speculative, but meanwhile, readers who act people but, who've actually read this yeah. book are like, oh my God. <laughs> but it would be nice to be able to talk about the whole series. Well, when we finish reading the series, we can talk about it. And Sarah can choose to join us if she wants to or not. <laughs> so at the beginning, like, you know, the page where they give you all the blurbs from the um, media that reviewed these books, this book is compared to, like you said, Westing Game and We Were Liars and Knives Out and One of Us is Lying and Truly Devious. And I've read yeah. some of those, but what do you all think of those comparisons? Actually, on my, on my notes for recommended reading, I have Truly Devious because... It's, it's similar, like, she's not an heiress or anything, but she's going to this, like, mysterious school. Like, there's a there's a murder that had happened and, like, riddles and clues and, like, secret passageways and that kind of thing. So that one is a very close kind of read-alike. So if you liked this one or you liked Truly Devious, you would these would like be a good one. match. I would also say The Westing Game is an excellent match for this. It's an older book, and it's... Probably technically middle grade, although it eh, could be younger YA. And it's got an inheritance and mysteries and puzzles to solve and a big cast of characters. It's a very similar sort of vibe if you like the mystery part of this. I totally see Knives Out too. Oh, yeah. That's, that's oh, yeah. a good one. And Glass Onion, which is out now. Like right. it's, it's very those movies. We Were Liars. Is more of a, I, I'm not sure why that one is on the list, but I guess mystery? because there's a mystery and teenagers, teenagers and orphans and orphans. Is it a series? No, <laughs> I don't. I haven't read that one, so I don't know. I think there might be a companion book, but it is not a series. And the companion book came out like way after it. I'm going to double check. I will say it has an unreliable narrator, though, from what I understand. So maybe that's kind of what, you know, you're never quite sure what's going on, who to trust. You have to. Mm. I didn't. Cons do you consider Avery to be an unreliable narrator? No. Oh, okay. I just meant more in the like, as the reader, you're not sure who to trust. 
I don't know. Avery, I, no, this is a very straightforward. I was never considered Avery a problem. Like, she, she has trouble knowing who to trust herself, but. Yeah. I do think just the concept of, like, oh, I, <laughs> it's so much money, I can't even imagine yeah. having that much money. back to we were liars we were liars came out in 2014 and then recently became a tiktok sensation so then a prequel was written last year so it's kind of a companion book to it but i would not call it a series okay, okay. but i also i mean it's a mystery there's a female print i mean like well one of female us protagonist but i mean one of us is lying is also a mystery i think and that's the only thing really i see yeah. Maybe the oh. the murder or the yeah. death. Good Girl's Guide to Murder was also on another list I looked at as a Rita like for that. And I'm like, I guess because it's a murder mystery, but, and she's trying to solve it, but it's not like riddly and like well, secret I guess passage and. Suspense, romance, glamour, fun, fast paced. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah. think if you're looking for something that has the same vibe though, mm-hmm. you're better off with, um. Truly Devious. Truly Devious or The Westing Game, then one of us is lying. Yeah. Or We Were Liars. Or We Were Liars, yeah. Or really any book with lying. We Were Liars is a really title. good book. I loved it. I pretty much love everything by E. Lockhart, though. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> not saying those aren't good books. So they are all good it, books. <laughs> but not if you're looking for something with riddles and clues and secret passages, that Got kind it. of thing. Okay. I think it's time to talk about what we're reading next time. And it was Patty's turn to pick. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Patty. Yes. And I have picked for the month of February a book called See You Yesterday by Rachel Lynn Solomon. This book is about Barrett Bloom. She is hoping that college will be a fresh start after a messy high school experience and College starts on September 21st. Everything goes wrong. She's humiliated in her physics class. She botches an interview for the college paper. It's just a really bad day. And the next morning, she wakes up and is back in her dorm room. And it is September 21st again. And again. And again. And again. (laughs) And she finds out that the only other person trapped in this time loop is Miles, the guy from physics class uh, that she was really embarrassed in. And they are going to figure out how to fix their timeline i'm sure i'm sure they'll fall in love while they do it well especially because i don't think she likes him very much at the beginning so you know that's where it's going this has been another episode of spill lit by the gwinnett county public library i'm patty i'm Catherine, and i'm sarah and we want you to join us next time when we see you yesterday. Remember to like, review, and subscribe. And until next time, keep reading.